few uh, texts already coming through for our next guest, who happens to be legendary BBC commentator Trevor Hunt, who 20 years ago gave me my very first opportunity on the wireless. And I'm pleased to say he's in Australia, the great man, and he's sitting alongside the missile. Trevor, great to have your company here, old boy. How are you? I'm good, thanks. Uh, I think you misread. It's a legend, not legend. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, uh, sorry about that. You brought the weather with you today. Uh, yeah, well, it's just like being back home, uh, <laughs> except I don't have any waterproof gear. And, of course, I'm just getting wet. And then you dry up pretty quickly, don't you? How many trips have you made to Australia in uh, your career? Uh, I've been here coming. I think the first time I came was 2006. But uh, I've probably uh, spent something like 15 or 16 months at least in Aussie since then. I just love it. It suits me to the ground. So you put the binoculars down after, typically after a grand final. Yeah. And then you get yourself to Australia most years. Yeah, well, grand final finished, uh, what was it this time, 14th of October on the 16th. Me and the missus were on a flight over here. And we'd been here uh, earlier in the year when I flew home to do the first Super League game. So, you know, that's the way it is. Wow. couple of NRL players heading to... Uh, the Super League this year, but we've got a couple coming from the Super League to the NRL. Most NRL fans wouldn't have heard of these guys before. Uh, Leon Price and Clyde Pierce-Paul. Very interested to get a little bit of background on these two because none of us had heard of Don Young before. No. And then he has exploded this season to almost one of the best wingers in the NRL. No, well, Dom Young's been absolutely fantastic. He's one of these youngsters, isn't he, that was, I think he's from Huddersfield way. Yep. And uh, he, he's actually come over very early on, got into the NRL system and taken on. When you're talking about young Price, and I, I don't think it's Leon, is it? Uh, because Yeah, uh, I've got Leon there. As I was saying, I was like, that was his dad, wasn't it? That's his dad. Will yeah, Price. Yeah. Will Price. Will Price, yeah. Price, yeah. Yeah, so, um, you know, you guys know you're right, so yeah, uh, it's Price anyway. Yeah. Well, yeah. He, he's a he's a cracking young player, and uh, with Huddersfield, you know, he, he probably wasn't fitted into the system quite as it should be. Now his dad, obviously, was a great player, came yes. over here famously one year. When would it be? 19, uh, 2008 or something. Said that. Blackpool was better than Bondi <laughs> when he right. was quoted in the... Was uh, he a 5 uh, Yeah, he was. Yeah, Sydney Morning Herald. Well, yeah. Yeah, and actually, it set up the test really nicely. But yeah, he's a great player. He's young price. He's good off either foot. He's got a good set, uh, pair of hands and he's quick as well. What and position? He's a halfback usually, but he's been playing fullback. So he, he's a player who might go well. It's like everything when you come over to the NRL. The pressure that the players are under is like something I'm sure they've never experienced at home yes it's great being a good player in Huddersfield or places like that but when you come out here you're under the spotlight aren't you there's nowhere you can hide you know whatever bar you're in yep. somebody mm. will know who you are back home yes they won't unless you're in your local so it's a bit like that really well Brandon, uh, who Brandon was the Smith, other one you mentioned? he came out and said the same thing even just from Melbourne so certainly yeah. Sydney and Brisbane you're in the fishbowl yeah uh, you are. and you're under the so the other players that have come out Trevor I'll be fascinated You've called these guys so many times. I'll be fascinated to think who you think is the cherry pick to have the better career out here. So you've got uh, Will Price, who you've mentioned, Kai Pierce-Paul, and you've also got Morgan Smithies, who's going to Canberra. Yeah, well, Morgan and Kai Pierce, uh, Pierce-Paul, hyphenated name, they're both from the Wigan Warriors. So they were members of the championship of the grand final winners this year. Yes. Now, Kai Pierce-Paul came from London, rugby union base, and he's done exceptionally well. He's tall, he's range, he's got good hands. He's a second rower or centre, but he can actually play at halfback as well. Now, he is a good 
prospect you catch him early. Morgan Smith is, I think he's, a, if I'm trying to think right here, and I might be wrong on it, but I think he's a Halifax-based lad from a club called Siddle. He's a hard-working back rower. He, we've not really seen in the UK that he's been one that's been creative. He's a bit more of a hard defensive guy and he'll take in the hard, hard meters, hard yards, whatever you want to call it. He'll work really hard. He might fit in with the work ethic that's expected over here. Piers Paul might need a little bit of um, guiding along the way because mm. yeah, I would imagine in the NRL, having seen and watched it over the mm. years with the likes of Bateman, Whitehead, Hodgson, the English guys come over and they're ready for a good smacking, aren't they, really? Because yeah. they've got a good contract, they're English, yeah. you know, we're not supposed to be as tough as you guys, and they've got to get a bit of extra attention, just yeah. like you got at Salford, Joe. <laughs> That's yeah. right. <laughs> what about um, Matty Moylan? So he's going to your, your, your club? Yeah, well, Lee Leopards, I mean, they're a side who didn't exist, if you're talking about names, 12 months ago. They were the Lee Centurions. And there's a story behind that. Yeah. The Centurions, uh, they misspelled it. They meant it was supposed to be 100 years old, uh, they were trying to talk about, which is a Centurion. But they call them Centurions, <laughs> which is a Roman general. So they went with all the Roman gear. And he only has like uh, 80, uh, 80 soldiers in his cohort. And he's yeah. actually a sergeant. So they got it all completely wrong. <laughs> so they renamed it, rebranded it, the Leopards when they were in Super League this year. And everybody went, oh, what name is that? They misspelled it. They misspelled <laughs> it. Anything you could. Of course... Wipe the smirks off the face. The owner, Derek Beaumont, why wow, you'd have to, you'd love him over here. He's got three, four Lamborghinis, all in leopard print. Wow! Oh, he only nice. wears leopard print suits. Is, is he? Yeah, is okay. it? Uh, is it decking or something? Isn't it? Is yeah, it? he's A and B Sundex. I mean, I live in Lee, or near <laughs> enough. We don't get enough sun for Sunday <laughs> ever, ever. Yeah. He seems to have, uh, with caravans and sites like that in the UK, where he actually um, has the uh, patent on this. And yeah. so there's a lot of money coming in for Derek. And, you know, Flamboyant doesn't come in with If he knew this was going on, he would fly out and yeah. do your pro. He really, really loves it, Derek, and the town love him. But, yeah. Um, I was on a, with Kieran Purdle on one of my radio programs a few weeks ago, and he was saying that in Lee, the current, um, the current, um, oh, what's the currency, is leopard print. Wow. If you were leopard print, and I I'll like tell it. you, I'll give it's you a bit this of one. Kappa. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so when they won the Challenge Cup, they have an open top deck bus that goes around the, like the town, and it was amazing. Oh, it was seventy odd thousand. Really? Yeah, there's only forty odd thousand supposedly live in the town. Seventy odd thousand on the route and in the town hall. I'm on the top deck. Derek said you can come on the bus, but you must wear leopard print. <laughs> now, this is forty five minutes before they go in. We're doing a program there. I don't have any leopard print, <laughs> but my wife had a leopard print T-shirt. Oh, yes, please. So yes. I put it on. <laughs> God, it was tight. Size 12, <laughs> tight on me. So whilst I first went to join the bus and Derek gave me the one, so yeah, you'll do, my wife went and bought size 16 from the local um, superstore or whatever. <laughs> and uh, I had to wear that with a black jacket on the top, then I could be oh. on my bus. So, uh, and, and that was a very... I, I loved watching the highlights of this. You've got... A father, Adrian Lamb, yeah. and his yeah, son kicks cool. a winning goal yeah. to win the Challenge Cup. You're calling it for the BBC. That would have been one of the bigger moments of a rugby league game, I think, 
you probably ever called, wouldn't it? One of those well, moments. It was my 25th Challenge Cup final, and it's my hometown club. And as a kid, I'd been there when they'd won it 52 years ago, so I've been around that long. And just to see it was amazing. And then I spoke to Adrian Lamb after, and he was saying that um, he actually uh, went on air saying that he was. They had a, a move whereby the ball was supposed to go out to uh, the fullback. Um, I forgot his name now. He was supposed to go out to the fullback. Yep. He was supposed to go for a goal, right? But as the ball was going to him, it was under pressure. So the next aspect of the move was everybody was closing on him because they were expecting, the Gazzabrain was, expecting the ball to go to him. So the next play was he went left to Lackland because everyone's closing on Gaza Bryan and Lackland was not supposed to be picked up and he wasn't and he said I could see everybody closing and then I thought in those seconds my son is going to win the challenge wow. cup for oh, as they were in, in closing as in on he him. could see it, wow. what was going to Makes unfold stand up. Yeah, yeah what was going to unfold he could see that O'Brien wasn't going to make the winning drop goal. It wasn't going to be his no. history. It was going to be Lachlan Lance, wow. and it turned out That's to be that. Cool. But what about this Challenge Cup and the stories you can have, like the one that Trevor's just shared there? I like then. the concept of it. So, I really do. Well, this is one of my favorite. My hairs are standing up thinking about this, and admittedly <laughs> they're mates, right? But yeah. Western Sydney here in Australia, there's two young blokes, and I've shared it on the program, but I have not shared it with you, Trevor, where... You've got two kids in the same team in under eights, being coached by Steve Price, is who I'm talking about, yeah, and Justin yeah. Holbrook. Under eights, they're playing together. Mm. The late Chicka Price, the great man, he was the coach of the team. And then all of a sudden, that's a photo of them playing in under eights. Yeah. And now there's a photo they've both got on their walls where it's these two kids from Western Sydney who came through the ranks together out at Reesby Way. And now in between them for a photo is somebody who couldn't have had more of a different life, Prince Harry. <laughs> so it's just, it makes, as I said, my hairs are standing up talking Both about it, to have these two yeah. battler kids from the yeah. Sydney West, and in between them is the bloody Prince Harry. It was, yeah, it was yeah. quite cool. remarkable. Uh, people, a lot of text messages coming through, a lot of people asking about Magic Round, announced for Ellen Rhodes in Leeds. Yes. And it's gone down like a prick balloon. Yeah, it's not popular. I mean, look, the concept of magic, which was started in Millennium Magic 2000, was, oh, it's just a few years after that, but the the concept was that it was to promote rugby league in areas that don't really play rugby league, but seem to have some sort of following. So it started in Cardiff, you know, obviously the Welsh Rugby Union did well, and then you might have played it when it was in that no, area. No, I, I missed just, it. I missed oh, it. Oh, yep. yeah. And then, of course, it, it's uh, this will be the sixth venue. They've been to Cardiff, they've been to Liverpool. Liverpool, I thought, was a disaster because, you know, it was on the periphery of Rugby League area. There was a marathon on that weekend. Oh, yeah. You know, not good. Newcastle, though, seems to be a spiritual home. It's a little bit of a trick. Uh, trek. It's about two and a half uh, hours for most people to get there. You have a great weekend. The pubs welcome you. There's plenty of bars. And the ground and the ground staff are, are fabulous. So, great. Ellen Road. Yes, it's in the heart of rugby league land, but it's not even a rugby league ground. It's a football ground. Mm. It's not got the greatest facilities. Seats about 40,000, I think, or maybe 50,000. I might be doing that a disservice. But again, it's not in the city. You can't just drop out of there. There's a place called Gravelly's Chippy. Well, they'll be swamped. They won't have enough fish, peas, chips and butter for 40,000 to descend on. They have a lot of money, though. <laughs> yeah, but there's not. There's only one happy. bar round no. about. Yeah. 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 Um, Trevor, can I use you as a bit of a talent scout? 
<laughs> so I'm, I'm a Bulldogs fan here in the NRL, and we are desperate for some front rowers. And our best front rower of the past 10, 15 years was, of course, James Graham. Yeah, yeah. Is there somebody out there at the moment, preferably a younger player, who you think could have an impact on the NRL, like a, a James Graham, a Sam Burgess, um, an Elliot Whitehead, a John Bateman, of that ilk, a tough, no-nonsense, but ball-playing front rower. Well, there's one at Wigan. And, you know, by the time we finish this programme, there'll be nobody left at Wigan with the way they're all going. But uh, <laughs> Tyler Dupree um, played for Salford. And one of the uh, players, you know, they couldn't afford to keep because of his contract. He's gone to Wigan. He's really impressed in his time there. He's quick. He's got a step. And he... He doesn't mind the rough stuff. He gets a little bit involved. Perfect. In fact, at Salford, he was probably giving away a few too many penalties at, at the time, but he seemed to got rid of that in his game. And then he's made the great uh, the England team that played against Tonga under Sean Wayne. And you know, Sean Wayne, um, he is a he likes a tough forward. He doesn't yep. like any forwards that don't want to take it in where it hurts and and hurts and hurts and hurts. And Tyler Dupre. Tyler Dupre, yeah. D-U-P-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-R-
I don't know whether he's gone back to Lee or not because I've been out here, but I've not heard anything to the contrary on the, the social media that gets right. out of that he might not be. Certainly, I think he's got another at least 12 months on his contract with Lee, and it'd be great if he's back there because Moylan and Lamb would be a tremendous yeah. partnership. They had a, a young player, or not that young, called Ben Reynolds, who was Lee's halfback, goal kicker, did well, but at times, the right end edge of the attack, which is where Ben was involved, yes. wasn't anything near as good as the left. The left-hand uh, attack, particularly when Ricky Lutelli was playing uh, out on that left side, and Kai O'Donnell, and of course, uh, they finished with Josh Charlie, who's had a rebirth, and it moved left with Lam in it. That, that was the best left edge in Super League, and it scored and scored and scored. You know, so... Well, it's interesting because Moylan also played, or has in recent times played left. Yeah, he plays left. The name that keeps coming up uh, from the Super League around NRL clubs is Wellsby. They're yeah. desperate for him. Do well, you think he'd crack it here in the NRL? Yeah, you, you mentioned backs. I mean, he'd have a good as chance as any. I mean, he's, yeah. he's a pedigree player who, at 18 years old, scored a winning try in a grand final when everybody else more or less had given up on the chase. You know, it was the last seconds. St. Helens were losing to Wigan. This was a grand final that wasn't being played at Old Trafford because it was at COVID. And he was, the, the kick came and it hit the, the uh, crossbar and bounced back and he took that and scored. Wigan won it. Wigan were in the stands almost. Wow. And this was going to go dead. And he chased, he didn't give up, and, and he got it down. And, you know, that kind of pedigree that players have, you know, I always talk about the Aussies, you know, when you look at your captains of the international side, they can all play a captain's knock, can't they? Yeah. Yeah. England, Great Britain, we're winning right to the last step. And Lockyer, Meninga, yeah. uh, Ricky Stewart, yeah. you know, they all come up with a play Fit and line. they're just captain, a captain's knock. Yeah. Wellesby is that 18-year-old who can come up, not with a captain's knock, but a winning playing knock. I, like I think it could do well for you. What do you reckon you demand on the open market, Joel, a Wellesby? Oh, I honestly don't know. What What would you say is the highest paid player <laughs> amount in England? What's the top salary there? Uh, at the I would say the top salary is uh, around about four hundred, uh, four hundred thousand dollars, two hundred thousand pound. I don't think there are much more than that. The top players, to be honest. Yeah. You know, there isn't that much money. The salary cap is what is it? One point six million pounds, three point two, three point three million dollars. It, wow. It's not a lot when no. you consider what. What have you got? Twelve million dollars yeah. and year, yeah. another five million dollars. Is the game okay, Trevor? Is it? Is it in good shape or no? It's like everything else, isn't it? We're never happy as uh, broadcasters, journalists or whatever with the way the game is run. But they, they've no money. They are skin to the top. You know, it's sad part of it is Super League is skin. Mm. The World Cup didn't bring in the money that they thought it should have brought in. They're still pursuing some of the sponsors that have reneged on paying up what they should have paid on it. So the game is not financially sound. The IMG proposals they've brought in whereby they've um, graded clubs, so they've got seven that are grade A who would be in Super League, and then at the end of 2024, you'll all be graded on... Yeah, so it's not everything. about yeah. the old promotion relegation system. Yeah. Yeah. That's gone. And there's a text here, um, well, there's a stack of texts, but one was asking about how, Spanky I think it was, how do the London Broncos 
Are they, are they in a bit of trouble if it goes with that well, with this new criteria? On well, that the score, new cr- they're, they're struggling, aren't they? Yeah, well, yeah. They, w- they wouldn't make it. They wouldn't uh-huh. crack it. They're about number 18 or 23. So you know the order as it stands right well, now? Well, they've given out preliminary orders on what you've got so far. So you have 12 months to sort it, resolve it, and make sure you've got a better score yeah. at the end of it all. Okay. Uh, I ask one little question. I've got, I've got a, a, a theory here. So we just had the Pacific Championship final in New Zealand. Um, New Zealand won, yeah. but the, the, the game, the crowd, the product, sorry to say, was, was a bit of a flop. How would you feel about the NRL taking over the international game of rugby league? Oh, it would be fantastic, really. Somebody needs to get a grip of it. Somebody has to have some vision. Somebody has to be keen to take it forward. And you've been fantastic. Great to catch up again, Trevor Hunt, legendary BBC commentator. The podcast will be there if you only caught the back end of that interview. Trevor Hunt, ladies and gentlemen, a break and back with plenty more still here on The Run Home with Joel and Fletch.